0: Hello, and welcome to Season 1, Episode 15 of the We Are Speaking Podcast. During each weekly 30-minute episode, we address some of our favorite topics, including American history and culture, government, education, and politics from a Black perspective. We're very glad you're joining us today. The podcast is brought to you by our company, the Team Owens 313 Global Creative Community. We offer branding and marketing services, including online training and one-on-one coaching and a specific private membership site to independent writers, creative and solo professionals, and very small business owners. As a free or paid subscriber to the We Are Speaking publication, you can access the podcast episodes through the website or on your favorite podcast player. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. My name is Pamela Hilliard Owens, and I am one of the cohorts of We Are Speaking in partnership with my husband and business partner, Keith Owens, who also wrote and performed the intro and outro music for the podcast. And speaking of Keith, here he is. Hi, Keith. Good to be here again. Okay, today is, as as we are recording this, today is July 2nd, 2022, two days before Independence Day in the United States, July 4th. And the topic that we're going to discuss today is... Juneteenth or July 4th, why not both? Mm. Black people, especially especially in the last few years, have really caught on to the celebration of Juneteenth as being another Independence Day for Black people in this country. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As we all know, Juneteenth was when in 1865, the, the enslaved people in Texas on June 19th, 1865, finally found out that the the slaves had been freed by the Emancipation Proclamation two and a half years earlier. And because it it took the arrival of a Union general and some of his soldiers into Galveston, Texas, to make the announcement. And so that is considered the day that all slaves finally became free. Now, it took the 13th and 14th Amendment to make black people, which was later, actually, the 13th Amendment wasn't until, until a year and a half later, And the 14th Amendment was after that to actually supposedly give freedoms and full citizenship to black men. And I say black men because before the 19th Amendment in 1920, women were not considered citizens. So we're talking about black men in in this context. So June 19th, 1865 is celebrated as Juneteenth, the date that the, the enslaved people, all of the enslaved people in the United States were finally considered to be free. But also, just a a couple of weeks after Juneteenth, is July 4th, which is the American Independence Day. That is the day that all of the colonies ratified the Declaration of Independence. So that's considered Independence Day, independence know, America from the the British. And of course, uh, that was in 1776, and we were still fighting the Revolutionary War. And uh, then we had the Articles of Confederation, and that didn't work, so they decided to have a new constitution. They started writing the new constitution in 1787, and it was finally ratified by um, enough of the states in 1789. So we're talking about a long period of time here. But with black people celebrating Juneteenth, a lot of black people are asking, why celebrate July 4th? And we first go back to that very famous speech made by Frederick Douglass in 1852, what does July 4th mean to the slave? And in 1852, of course, there were still slave-holding states in the the South. They were still contemplating as new states were added, whether to add them as free states or as slave states. And that decision helped to build up to the Civil War. So when you look at it in that context, why should Black people or the descendants of of, um, slaves celebrate July 4th? -hmm. And so we're going to talk a little bit about Juneteenth and July 4th, and whether we should celebrate one or the other, or both. Keith, you had some ideas about why Black people should celebrate July 4th. Right. Well,
1: I think that what's important is that, although I understand, obviously, the anger, the feeling that July 4th does not apply to African American people, because of the history of the way that that the United States has treated African, not just African American people, Native American people, the list is long. But and, the, and also viewing Juneteenth as the day that was Independence Day for us right. as opposed to for everybody else. But my thing is, I think we should not view this as an either-or proposition. Juneteenth definitely has special significance for African-American people because that's the day when we were formally granted freedom. So right. quote, well, quote with quotes, large quote marks around right. it, but freedom. but. Well, but July four July fourth commemorates Independence Day for the country. We're Americans, right? And I, I would argue that Black people, African American people, are more probably the most patriotic people in the country, even those don't want to admit it, because we have fought and bled for the country that never loved us, and have gone back to the Civil War, the First World War, the Second World War, the Revolutionary, Revolutionary War. War <laughs> Black people have fought. I mean, the first, what was it, with Crispus Attucks? Yes. Fought the first, fired the first shot. I mean, right. he was the first man killed. He was the first man killed. Get killed. And I think brought, enslaved people built the White House. So when we say that this country was built on the backs of enslaved people, that's close to literally true. Right. And so there would not be a United States of America if it were not for enslaved people and for the practice of slavery. Right. And for racism. Right. And so I think for us to give that up, for us to say that that the that, that the celebration of what we fought and bled for doesn't mm-hmm. matter to us. We're giving up something that we paid a p- price for, and we mm-hmm. paid a higher price than 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 white Americans mm-hmm. did for that. And I think that we should never give that up. There are many people, not just African Americans, but others who, when you know now, and this is myself included, oftentimes if I'm driving. In certain in certain parts of the state, mm-hmm. if I if I see some you know flag flying outside the house, or, or let alone like a flag emblazed on the back of a truck mm-hmm. or something, I get I get chills, you know, because I don't feel patriotic. I feel like I want to keep my eyes close on that vehicle or on that house because too often that though they have appropriated that as theirs, right? You know, and and just like the people who stormed on January sixth you know I and mean, they they feel like this is theirs and i'll we can move on from there but that's my feeling about it is that too many people who are false patriots have appropriated the flag and appropriated July 4th as their date as right. a saying that this is their america and this belongs to them, and they're celebrating what is supposedly theirs. It's not theirs. Right. It's ours. We pay too high of a price, and we should never, ever let them get away with that. Right. And that's what my feelings
0: about that. And because I always, sem- semi jokingly, when people say that they're Americans, and where did you come from? The Hilliard family, the oldest ancestor that we know about was Reverend Thomas Pleasant Hilliard. <laughs> and we have a picture of him from 1880. When he was about 60. So if he was 60 in 1880, that means he was born in 1820. And that means his his parents were born about 1800. Because we don't know how old his parents were. And in those days, people got married earlier because their lifespan was so much shorter. So... And we don't know whether he was the 10th child or the first child or anything like that. We just know that that picture that we have of him at 60 years old means he was born in 1820. And that means his parents were born around the turn of the 19th century. And so when you say, where did you come from? We know exactly where we came from. We came from Oklahoma and Arkansas. And then, uh, and so our African ancestors were here lo- way longer than our European ancestors. My European ancestors are from Scotland and Germany. Now, when did the Scots and the Germans get here? That was in the nineteenth century and, and later. So, to say that you don't belong here, you need to go back to where you came from. And whenever someone tells me, I say, "Oh, what do you mean, Detroit? That's where I came. <laughs> That's where I came from." And so, we have to remember. And like he said, this is our country. And by letting the radical right and these insurrectionists and these Trump supporters try to co-opt America only for them is wrong. And as a matter of fact, there was there was a little video on Facebook of a, of a Democrat, a, a, an older, when I say I have to be very careful with the phrase older, but he was about in his 50s. And right after Joe Biden was inaugurated, He went out, he went to his front porch and unfurled an American flag. He made a big deal about it because America belongs to him too. And so when they co-opt, when those people co-opt, America and patriotism it's only belonging to them. It is up to us to counteract that and to fight that back. So that's one of the things that we're talking about now. And as we remember, and I'm going to come back to this, Frederick Douglass's 1852 speech about what is July 4th to the slave In in light of recent events, like last week, (laughs) when the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade, the first time ever in American history that a right has been taken away, most of the time rights are given and they are expanded. That was the only time that rights were taken away and they don't want to stop there. And so this week, women have been asking, what is July 4th to me? And we have to remember on July 4th, and then when they wrote the Constitution, it was only written for white land-owning men. Nobody else counted. Women were considered property. Are you listening, Amy Conan Barrett? (laughs) Black people were considered uh, property. Are you listening, Clarence Thomas? So when you want to go back to the original founding fathers and the original Declaration of Independence, it even says all men are created equal. What about everybody else? First of all, it wasn't all men. They meant all white men, <laughs> number one. And then they meant, they literally meant m- men because they didn't count women as citizens. So as the, as things have evolved over the centuries, even though black people are still fighting racism and all of that, women are still fighting for their rights because with Roe v. Wade, Clarence Thomas is also talking about taking away birth control. And so it's a matter of a woman's autonomy. And this applies to all women of all races, of all socioeconomic levels. Because when birth control became widely available in the 60s, and this is what the the, the patriarchal white men are upset about, when birth control became widely used in the 60s, then women weren't chained to the home just raising children, as important as that is. Mm -hmm. But they were given options. And that's what makes some of these white men upset because now women could go into the workforce Because they didn't have to worry about getting pregnant without wanting to be pregnant. And so Roe v. Wade and taking away women's rights affects all of America, affects our economy. Women, there are a greater percentage of women than men in this country. Women in the workforce has exploded since the 70s. And to take away Roe v. Wade is not pro-abortion. Roe v. Wade is pro Bodily autonomy, pro-women's rights.
1: I would also say, I think it's when we, because we always talk about proper wording on things. And I've always said that pro-life is a misnomer. Exactly. We're all pro-life unless you're committing suicide. To say that anybody who is anti-abortion is pro-life, that's incorrect. You're anti-abortion. You're not pro-life. You're anti-abortion. And I think that in terms of our topic about July 4th, Roe, Roe v. Wade, the rolling that back disproportionately affects, obviously, women, but more so poor and black women, right. and minority mm-hmm. women. And, and again, this is why I, th- I think it's important to understand when we look at July 4th, July 4th has been in some ways transformed to say for people to think that this is honoring all the great things that are America. And in that context, I can certainly understand why people wouldn't certain people wouldn't mm-hmm. want to wave a flag because there are too many things that have been repressive. Anybody that knows the history of the United States and America knows that it's very bloody and right. very wrong, many wrong turns. And I believe somewhat in the belief, as I've heard expressed on, mm-hmm. on some channels, that it's celebrating more what America could be. Right. And I think that's correct, but I think to a degree. But I think more so than that, it's incorrect to look at July 4th as as let's celebrate all the wonderful things that are America. And that's what the and quote, that's the right, the wing, right, right? That's what the right wing wants. Mm-hmm, they want mm-hmm. to erase everything else. And erase consciously erase memory, erase any evidence of anything mm-hmm. else, and just say America is great, and let's celebrate how great America is. That's not July Fourth. Right. July Fourth should be remembering the contributions. Mm-hmm. I, I think when you look back, we celebrate America, celebrate the, the, what we fought for, and what we continue to fight for. Why we have purchased on this country? Exactly. You know why? We, when you celebrate July Fourth, we recognize. What the history is, we're not throwing that aside or tossing that aside. What we're saying is, mm-hmm. our our parents who mm-hmm. who served in the military, right. grandparents, uncles, aunts who bled, who died in the civil rights movement, mm-hmm. all of those who gave their lives so that we could be where we are right. now. And, I, and one thing my mother used to always say was that, and I could never argue back in my you know very mm-hmm. militant days, was that if you want to look at If you think it's bad, you're making complaints, grow up in her time. If you think it can't get worse, Mm -hmm. take it from someone who lived through when it was worse. And that's the thing I think. Not to want to preach to, to young people, I know they hate that, and it's, it's not right. But it is is—it is something that needs to be understood, particularly among the, many of those who talk about they don't want to vote, and mm. voting is not important, and it can't get any worse. And I, so You don't understand how much worse it has been and what can happen in the course of history. And when you talk about July 4th, we need to look back in terms of what it was in, at the time in 1776, 1876 1976, what what has happened, and how much of a part we all played right. in that in progress? Because it's very easy, only focusing on how how bad things are, and, and be, becoming anti American. Mm-hmm. But to be complete of that mindset is to completely throw away everything from Martin Luther King to Malcolm X mm-hmm. to everybody, everybody, what they have done, right. To open the doors, just to throw that out, and, and we need we need to be very conscious of that.
0: And and I have a, a slightly different tact on that, is that if we're going to call July 4th Independence Day, it should be independence and freedom for everyone. Exactly. For everyone. That means for all races, all religions, all countries of, of origin, all sexes, and all, all sexual orientations. Mm-hmm. It should be freedom for everyone in this right. country. And this is what we have to fight for. We're Americans too. And to say that we are not Americans because we don't fit their definition of of America, which is a white Christian male. Well, that's what their vision of America and Americans is. And so that's wrong. And we need to fight back against that. And as we celebrate Juneteenth, We are celebrating because the enslaved people had been here for centuries. By the time it was 1865, if you go back to the first enslaved Africans that got here in 1619, okay, that is 250 years that we had already been here. We had already been here. We had already contributed to the building of this nation. This nation could not have been built without slave labor. Okay, and so we need to remember that. And then even after that, even through all of the racism and discrimination, as black people became more educated and became more educated and were able to go out into the community, we're talking about black doctors, we're talking about black teachers, we're talking about black inventors, all of that, you know, from 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 the mid 1800s on up. So we built this country. This country is ours. And as we celebrate Juneteenth, number one, because we had to have those shackles removed, and even though June 19th of 1865 was the formal end of slavery with that announcement, because we have to always also go back to the Emancipation Proclamation, the Emancipation Proclamation only freed the slaves in the Confederate States. Northern states, some northern states still had slavery on their books, although not many. But the emancipation, as written, only freed the slaves in the Confederate states. So, again, we're not freeing everyone. And this is the point of Juneteenth. Juneteenth. Finally, all of the slaves, no matter where they were, were, were released from slavery. So we, we celebrate that because that was, was 250 years after we reached these shores, which is longer than a whole bunch of other people got to these shores. Even the founding fathers, a lot of them didn't get here until the 1700s. And so to say America's only for them is wrong. America is for all of us. And like he said, when you go through the entirety of American history, which is very bloody, very racist, everywhere that blood was shed in a war, for in America, in a war, black people were there, and they were not given their proper's after that war. There's after the after World War II, when the GI Bill was put into effect to help the returning veterans, it wasn't applied equally. White people got money to go to school, got money to build houses well, we and all that. of that, and and we got very 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 little of it, if anything. We had to fight for that. There, there, and I don't have his name in front of me right now. But there was a soldier, I believe, in Korean War, who jumped out and saved all these American soldiers, and he went back to his commanding officer because you get some kind of medal for doing that. And his commanding officer said, "We don't give colored people medals." And the same thing happened in World War II. It was it took Bill, Cl- took Bill Clinton to give medals of honor and other medals to World War II veterans. And by the time he got around to it, maybe a quarter of them are still alive. Okay, so a lot of them had to be given pos- posthumously because they sh- they earned those medals in the forties, but they weren't given them given those medals until the nineties. So when we're talking about who does America belong to, and whose freedom are we talking about? July, J- Juneteenth is for the uh, formerly enslaved people. And that is all, that is all black people. All, all, they're called ADOS, A-D-O-S, American Descendants of Slavery. That's, that, you know, that, that, that's a term that's used a lot. Mm-hmm. ADOS stands, ADOS stands for American Descendants mm-hmm. of Slavery. Mm-hmm. And so that's all, that's all, that's not all black people in America, but that's most of us. So that's, that. that's one Independence Day. But then from the time we got here in 1619 all the way until today, and then of course being women, you know, we didn't, the women didn't get a full citizenship until 1920. And not to mention the other races, they didn't, Native Americans were the last to get their, their citizenship. And they were the first people, they were the first people here. So when we look at July 4th, we have to look at it as freedom and independence for us all.
1: Everybody, yeah, and I think that's also important uh, because, again, we're talking about, when you talk about what the country is versus what it could be, Right. and I think th- that in some ways it tied July 4th, but I've heard some commentators speak about you um, looking at a July 4th as a celebration of what the country could be, and mm-hmm. I think if, if you're looking at it through that lens, you look at there is. I don't believe there's another nation on earth as diverse right. as the United States is, and ethnically, racially, and otherwise. Mm-hmm. And that that should be right. its greatest, its most powerful part, mm-hmm. because there's so many, so much input from so many different vantage points. Right. I mean, you look at the contributions. Of African Americans from so many vantage points, whether it's musically, culturally, that's changed the landscape of the world. On down the line, there's just mm-hmm. many I'm I'm more familiar with African American, but but many races, Asian, <laughs> etc. There's all kinds of contributions from everyone. Right. And that's what makes it stronger. You have other nations that are powerful nations, whether it's China, whether it's Japan, but are more monocultural. Mm-hmm. And that and the and the, homogenous, um, I'm sorry, Homogenous. And that's a and that's there's a difference in that, mm-hmm. And I think, it's, and and not casting any aspersions on that, but I, I I prefer a diverse if it can work. But the problem is kind of like what Benjamin Franklin said: "I've given you a republic if you can keep it." Right. And and the, and our difficulty now is that we we don't appreciate or recognize the power that we have, and, and partially because nobody wants to give credit. In other words, white citizens who do not want to appreciate the contributions of others. Mm-hmm. You know, but and and then when we have ourselves who just want to toss away all the contributions that we've made, mm-hmm. and just say we don't want to be a part of it, even when we're here, right. it's like we're not taking advantage of what we could be. And right. I think, and that's just, and that's a shame. I mean, that's the thing I think that President Obama was trying to tap into. Mm-hmm. He may have been too optimistic in terms of realize nobody knew how how deep the hatred ran. But I think mm-hmm. that's what he was trying to tap into. It was that for this to work. It has to be one nation.
0: And and talking about the hatred, even though Obama won both of his elections overwhelmingly, it wasn't even close, right. it, it it drove racist white people crazy. crazy. Oh, yeah. Absolutely crazy. Because they said the White House is supposed to be white and, and to have a black man representing the United States all over the world, they just couldn't take it. Because to them the only thing that's good about America is white. Anything else is not good. And there was, there's a great picture and, and, and short video. Our President Obama was was visiting somewhere, and there were some veterans there, and there was this ninety year old white veteran. He was in his uniform, and he was in a wheelchair. And so, you know, President Obama is very tall, so he bent over to shake the man's hand, and this white elderly. White man ho- held on to his wheelchair and very slowly stood up. He said, sir, you're the president. I have to stand and shake uh, your hand. And, and uh, just thinking about that picture brings tears to my eyes because that was the way it was supposed to be. But the first president about him, I said, you don't have to get up. Said, oh, no, sir, I do have to get up. You're my uh, commander in chief. And that's the way it's supposed. Pl- but it drove white people crazy. And, and racist white people, I should say. And that's what Trump was able to build upon. In that in Between that and the census that showed that the, the the percentage of white people in this country has declined for the first time ever, and it's declining fast. And so that's why they're, they're, they're protesting, because they see their numbers and what they think of them as their power dwindling.
1: Right, and I think, just piggyback on that just a tiny bit, also... Is the point that when that big that you talk about as many white races couldn't stand that, mm-hmm. what also what gave them power is that progressives didn't push back
0: right you hard know, enough. enough,
1: you know? When as we have discussed before, many of us tried to warn them of just how bad this was right. when the former guy got in, of just what this meant, what was happening early on, and for the longest, everybody was trying to play nice, you right. know, and, and you cannot do that mm-hmm. you know, and, and we're about to wrap up but I think that's just for to realize that's that's how things like that can bullet, can can grow mm-hmm. when you don't put fire out it just it, it, and it, it smolders
0: as a matter of fact mm-hmm. if you don't put it completely out it kind of smolders it smolders, right. it smolders and then all of a sudden it, just, it gets big again and that's exactly what happened, happened. Right. and so to summarize because we're at the mm-hmm. end of our time Keith and I believe that you can celebrate Juneteenth and celebrate July 4th because with the idea that freedom should be for all of us, not just for some of us. And as we reach this July 4th, it's imperative to remember that there is a certain part of the United States who's trying to take away rights. They already took away one right. They're looking to take away more rights as soon as they can. And so it is up to us to rise up, like they said in the Declaration of Independence, and fight for our rights for everyone. So Keith and I want to wish you, not a belated uh, Juneteenth, because we already talked about Juneteenth, but also a good July 4th. And remember, independence means independence and freedom for all of us. Yep. See you next time.